This is section 3.4 of AMSCO Comparison in Land-Based Empires. Building and maintaining large land-based empires is a major theme in the period circa 1450 to circa 1750. These empires grew as they incorporated lands they conquered. Their rulers implemented policies to solidify or legitimize their rule over a diverse population. However, the conquered often did not totally assimilate to the life and culture of their conquerors. In some cases, the conquered influenced the conquerors, helping to shape a blended culture. The interconnection of hemispheres also led to blended cultures. Not all empires were able to maintain their authority. For example, the gunpowder empires declined, unable to compete with the European trading companies, especially the British, and unable to resolve conflicts of errors motivated by harem politics. Other factors in the decline included weak or corrupt leadership and failure to keep up with developments in military and naval technology. The expensive armies each empire needed to maintain control placed harsh financial burdens on the peasants and vill villages in the form of taxes and other obligations. Religious conflicts also divided and weakened the gunpowder empires. A deep religious schism divided Muslims and Hindus in Mughal India, just as a schism divided Sunni Ottomans and Shia Safavids and set the stage for conflict between the present-day countries of Iraq and Iran. Military Might The armies of these land-based empires were well-trained, well-organized, well-equipped, and well-led. Empires in Eurasia all relied on gunpowder weapons, including large cannons in support of more traditional cavalry and infantry units. In the Americas, the fierceness of both the Aztec and Incan warriors allowed them to intimidate and conquer neighboring, neighboring territories. Soldiers. In some cases, the rulers of land-based empires developed an elite group of soldiers to use in solidifying their control over their territories. For instance, both the Ottoman Sultan and Savavid Shah used slave soldiers to offset the power of troops who had more loyalty to their tribe or local governor than to the Sultan or Shah. The Janissaries in the Ottoman Empire helped to preserve the power of the Ottoman Sultan, and the Ghulams helped to protect the Safavid Shah from rival clans. Both the Janissaries and the Ghulams were often recruited from minority groups or ethnic groups found within the empires. The Janissaries were often slaves taken from Christian areas of the Ottoman Empire, while the Ghulams came from the Georgian, Armenian, or uh, Circassian populations within the Safavid Empire. The system of taking slaves as part of a quote-unquote blood tax in the Ottoman Empire, this was known as the Devshireme, or tribute, was not limited to the Ottomans or Safavids. Aztecs also required slaves or prisoners as part of the tribute offered by conquered states. Warfare. These strong militaries did not prevent conflict among the land-based empires. The Ottoman Empire and Safavid Empire went to war over the territorial claims each had at its border. However, religion also played a role as an underlying cause of this conflict. The Ottoman Empire was predominantly a Sunni Muslim state, while the Safavids were mainly Shia. Each believed the other to practice a heretical type of Islam and was willing to go to war over the split. Religion was not as important a factor in conflict between the Safavids and Mughals as it had been in the Ottoman Safavid War. Instead, control over resources and trade routes in present-day Afghanistan was at the core of the war between the two land-based empires. 
Two Muslim powers conflicted when Morocco invaded the Songhai Empire in 1591. Moroccan forces sacked the capital of Gao and uh, ended the empire. However, Morocco was unable to hold all onto all the Songhai territory. Centralized bureaucracy. Controlling a large area in such diverse populations required land-based empires to establish an organized and centralized bureaucracy. Recruiting bureaucratic elites took several forms. In the Ming and Manchu dynasties of China, the civil service examination system was used to assess the abilities of the members of the scholarly gentry who wished to enter government service. In the Ottoman Empire, the Devshami system provided the sultan with a ready-made pool of civil servants strictly loyal to him. While in the Safavid Empire, the Shah would enlist a class of bureaucrats from the Persian population of the empire, known as the Men of the Pen. So a little comparison between the Ottoman, Safavid, and Mughal empires. So taxes. In the Ottoman Empire, the taxes were on non-Muslims, and there were also taxes on peasants. In the Safavid Empire, there were taxation policies used to encourage adherence to Shia Islam. So the Sunni Muslims in the Safavid Empire were taxed. And in the Mughal Empire, taxes on unbelievers were abolished by Akbar but reinstated later. And there were also taxes on peasants. In terms of military, in the Ottoman Empire, there were warriors, often trained janissaries, who were granted villages to provide for their subsistence and the military functioned as a dual authority with the central government, and they had a strong navy. In the Safavid Empire, warriors were the Quizilbash, Turkoman uh, militants, who helped establish the empire, and leaders, were made, uh, leaders made the military independent of the central government, and there was no significant navy. And then finally, in the Mughal Empire, warriors were granted villages to provide their upkeep, just like in the Ottoman Empire, uh, also in the Mughal Empire, officials known as Zamindars made the military independent of the central government and had a small navy. So both the Ottoman and Mughal Empires had warriors uh, that were granted villages. And both in the Safavid and Mughal Empires, uh, they had little to no uh, navy and the military was independent of the central government. In the Songhai Empire, the Mansa, a Mandika word meaning sultan, employed bureaucrats from the scholarly class educated in the schools or madrasas of Timbuktu. While the Incas did not use a dedicated scholarly class to rule their empire as the Ming and Manchus did, they did organize their empire into a federal system of provinces headed by no nobles loyal to the emperor. Further, these nobles oversaw a very organized political structure that was divided on the basis of a decimal system. Despite its many similarities to other land empires, the Aztec Empire was less centralized and bureaucratic than the other land empires. The Aztec created a tributary empire that had little to no direct control over the territory within the region of Mesoamerica. It kept control over the region through force, fear, and intimidation rather than a centralized bureaucracy. Taxation. Some form of taxation or revenue collection was necessary to support the bureaucracy and military of the land-based empires of this period. Taxation took many forms in these empires. Mughal Zamindar Tax Collection Mughal emperors appointed tax officers or zamindars to collect taxes from the peasant class based on land and production. 
Ottoman tax farming. Rather than employing government tax collectors, the Ottoman sultans appointed quote-unquote tax farmers to pay an annual fixed sum of money for an area to the central government and then recoup the outlay by collecting money or salable goods from the residents of the area. Many Janissaries were paid uh, their salaries in this manner by collecting more money than they paid out to the central government. Aztec Tribute Lists as the Aztecs, or Mexica, formed a tributary empire, the main source of revenue was support, that supported the Aztec noble class and military came from yearly offerings or tributes from the surrounding areas. The lists included which, whichever local product was made or valued, but could also include a demand for people, many of whom became human sacrifices in Aztec religious rituals. Ming Collection of Quote-Unquote Hard Currency the Ming Empire, like its predecessors, issued paper currency as a means to facilitate trade and tax collection. However, the use of paper money led to rampant counterfeiting and hyperinflation. The Ming were then ordered that all taxes should be paid in the form of rice, or later silver coins, known as hard currency. Striving for Legitimacy while the diversity of the populations of the land-based empires was beneficial to the economic and political strength of the empires, ruling over populations that included many ethnicities, religions, and tribal ties was challenging. Therefore, many rulers turned to other than political means to unite their subjects in their loyalty to the state. Rulers used religion, art, and monumental architecture to legitimize their rule. Akbar attempted a syncretic approach to religion in the Mughal Empire, but he had little success in that area. So some examples of uh, using religion as a source of legitimacy was that rulers in Islamic empires used references to the title caliph or successor to the prophet. European monarchs claimed the divine right that gave the monarch the mandate to rule by the uh, Christian God. Conversion to Islam of Songhai rulers and noble classes provided a religious and legal structure to the empire, and the Aztec or Mexica people used human sacrifice in religious rituals. Some examples of art being used to legitimize rule were portraits of the queen emperors and other high officials, miniature paintings in the Ottoman Empire, and financial support of artists by European rulers. Some examples of monumental architecture as a source of legitimacy uh, for rule was the mausolea, uh, such as the Taj Mahal and mosques in the Mughal Empire, and European palaces, such as the Palace of Versailles in France and El Escorial in Spain. And that concludes section 3.4 of AMSCO. Thank you.